Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 92 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rotten day. Bottles popping up before you know where this rubble and dust will be pushing it up. Somebody say, Morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. I guess. Hey, at least it's uh, at least it's no longer dry January, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have helped last night. Yeah. I am. Um, I am on my way out. Of t- <laughs> Unrelated to the events of last night, I am on my way out of town, and uh, and so today on the radio show. Listen, I would not, I would not think of abandoning you all in your time of need, uh, and so I will be here certainly for the first hour. Chris Harrington, straight up at ten o'clock. Uh, we'll talk to Chris about Marcus All. I'll leave it to Jeffrey. We'll talk to Chris about Marcus All and other matters, um, but Marcus All obviously retirement was announced yesterday, and um, and so we'll be talking to Chris about Mark. Um, and other matters at 10 o'clock. And then, uh, right at the right trivia, Jeffrey, Jeffrey has his new winning streak established. Do we already know what the prizes are, Jeffrey, for right at the right trivia? We do, Jeff. We have a double prize. You will get two tickets to go see Pantera February 10th. So coming up at 10th at FedEx Forum. Also, two tickets to 901 Wrestling. Compliments of Kevin Cerrito. Well, there you go. So all you have to do is call in and either be right at the right or play honorably uh and uh i'm not going to be there for trivia but the show will go on and uh, so we do full show obviously we will talk about the thing we have to discuss here at the outset of the show then chris harrington straight up at 10 o'clock then writer then write trivia after that we do have um, jeff it is official that the grizzlies have announced they will be retiring mark gasol's jersey on april 6th against the 76ers well, that's spectacular. It was funny. Like, I, I heard yesterday when the news came out that 
when the news came out that that Mark was retiring, officially retiring, um, I heard some people like, "Well, and he should have his jersey retired." Uh, it, it, it's always been one hundred percent obvious he would have his jersey retired. What, this isn't a point we like. It, it, it could not be more obvious. If you want to argue that there should be a statue or something to the four. Uh, to the core four, we could do that because I don't think that's in the works. But um, uh, of course, Mark's jersey will be retired. Robert Perra said that to Mark. You know, said it about Mark when I, I think when it Mark, was in the press release when they traded him. When they traded him, someday, yeah, they made that. They made that. They promised when they traded him that his jersey would be retired. We've always known Mark's jersey would be retired. The only question was when the jersey would be retired, and now that he is officially retired. Um, they are doing it again. Uh, if you want to get, go ahead and log on right now. You can keep listening and log on and get your tickets for April 6th if you want to be there to pay your respects um, and honor Mark Gasol. It should be a, it, it, it should be a great night at TEDx Forum. It's certainly a great night when Zach Randolph, uh, when his jersey was retired. And I don't, did you have a favorite? By the way, nice, nice the Grizzlies to release it at this news at 9 a.m. So we don't have to dive right into mm-hmm. the Tigers. Yeah. So I do appreciate They don't always do a lot for us. They don't go out of the way to help this morning show. But we do appreciate that. Did you have a favorite of the four? Uh, probably in the end, it probably was, Mark. But not really. You kind of just view them all as collective. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, it really it was, is. They just, are inseparable. Yeah. Like they, they, and they, the way they... I like to make an argument for all of them. I, I like Zach the best because he's freaking Zippo, you know, because he's the quintessential, like the total Memphis story. He came here, the rest of the league had given up on him, including, by the way, me. Like, I wrote a column saying he was, you know, it was a terrible deal to bring him back, which I've apologized for a million times, including to Zach. Um, but then he comes in here and... Um, you know, does what he does, and he was the best play, the, the highest. Nobody, none of the four, were more formidable than Zach at his zenith, right? Like Zach at his zenith was the best of the four. In that, like against San Antonio, like that was Zach. And um, so, how do you not love Zach? Tony, Tony, for God's sake, you know, like, and the idea that we have this love affair with this kind of crazy, in the best way, um, guy who literally doesn't even do anything on offense, just goes and stands in the corner and is a absolute wrecker on defense. And everything, all the, the quotes, like, you know, milk that horse. Like, it's just like, Tony's Tony. I totally understand people whose favorite was Tony. You laughed more with Tony, at Tony a little, but mostly with Tony. Like, Tony was laughter, you know? And in addition to, I mean, against the Warriors, walking through the walking through the, 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 the cheerleader line. I mean, the whole thing is tremendous. Mike? You know, Mike was the booby prize in the... In the Kevin Durant draft, that's what he was. Like he was not just—he was a fourth pick in that draft. And um, 
and he's just so freaking classy. He's so understated. He's so normal, honestly. Like, he just talked to you. Like, and and then the stuff he was involved with, incredibly involved with Lobana and Sickle Cell. And, um, and he's not he's not some giant, some Leviathan either. He's just, you know, he's our size. He's uh, just... And then Mark. And Mark... Um, Marcus Ole of Memphis, I think is how the Grizzlies once described it in a video. And he was in Memphis. Like, Gabe asked me my, my favorite memories of Mark. And you know, my memories of Mark, again, when he was literally the little brother of Pow, who was being introduced as the face of the franchise. And then, you well, know, my favorite memories still are Fat Mark, High School Mark at Lausanne. Like, that was a right. spectacle. And then, and then Fat Mark. How much did you see him? So I was in. I was telling Cobb yesterday because we were kind of reminiscing. So he, I was in eighth grade, his senior year. Like every, I wouldn't go to Lausanne games to watch him, but we made a point because Jason Peters was the Lausanne coach, and Coach Peters was obviously the MUS coach. So they played every year, but like that was an event for me. Like that was must. I must be at this game to watch him. And what stuck out to you watching him? Uh, the cherry picking. It's just unbelievable. He just stayed on one end of the floor. He'd stay on one end of the floor. Then uh, somebody would get a rebound. He'd just immediately throw his hand up. And it just, you know, he'd, he'd put up numbers that way. What's funny is he just became totally the opposite of that as a pro. Oh, absolutely. Like he, I mean, this is a dude who, who was not offered a scholarship, but he was offered a chance to walk on if he wanted at the University of Memphis. And instead he goes, back, and he will tell you that the Spanish national team is where he, you know, got his ethic, it's where he learned to play, it's where he learned to become a teammate, it's where well, all of that. I think he also got away from McDonald's. And he got away from McDonald's, the American diet, and, um, you know, and then the, 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 I, I, I have distinct memories of the Olympics. The Grizzlies. Um, he was on that Spanish Olympic team. I think it was in Beijing. And I went and I talked to members of the Spanish national team, pal, mostly. But then, like, Kobe was on the U.S. Olympic team. And they were all, this is before he'd arrived in Memphis. And they were all raving about Mark. And they, they, they basically said, you have no idea um, how good he's going to be. And, you know, some of that was like, oh, big brother or whatever. But uh, damn it, they weren't right. And so then you can have your favorite memories, and, and we may get into them later on, you know, whatever it is, tearing his jersey or the, you know, the shot to beat San Antonio or uh, the kind of McGregor walk or, uh, or whatever. Uh, you know, we all have our favorite Mark memories. But um, the pass against uh, Orlando, uh, he, he had some he had some highlight passes. Totally expected, but uh, absolutely appropriate, well earned. Um, honor and again, if you want to pop on over and get your tickets to that game, it's April sixth against the Sixers. Is when his jersey will be retired. So we appreciate the Grizzlies giving us a chance to talk about something good. Um, I think the first hour we'll be talking. I'll be, you know, we'll talk about the Tigers here a little bit amongst ourselves, and then it's funny. I did a podcast yesterday. And someone thanked us for taking calls because everyone doesn't take calls. Um, and uh, and and 
and and and and one of the one of the people who's doing the podcast said they like it because it helps in their trauma, you know, the trauma bonding that comes. You just feel like you're all in it together, and so uh, well, there are other things we we could talk about. There's news in the NFL, et cetera, that we may get to uh, in the second segment as well. But in the next segment, we will. Even though I'm on the road, we'll open up the phone and take your calls if you want to chime in on on what's wrong with the Tigers because something is badly, badly wrong with the Tigers. A disastrous loss last night to Rice, 74-71. I have covered, you know, Memphis sports for nearly 30 years now. And I have covered a lot of bad losses. Um, I've covered a lot of bad teams. I've covered the Larry Porter era, for God's sakes. I've covered the Mark Averoni era, for God's sakes. I've covered the Tick Price era, for God's sakes. There have been a lot of losses. Um, the Justin Fuente era opened with a loss to UT Martin. Like, there's been bad losses um, that have been sustained um, by Memphis football and basketball teams. Losses to East Carolina. Losses to Tulane. Like, there's been a lot of bad losses. I don't think I've ever seen a Memphis team string together. It clearly is this talented with these kind of bad losses. I have never covered this kind of total implosion for what was three weeks ago a good team. Now wandering around totally lost. So I've seen bad teams. Larry Porter's teams were bad. I've seen bad teams take bad losses. I haven't seen what was recently a good team take horrific losses like this. And in that way, and maybe people will be able to come up with something that even is even close to this. In that way, this is a unique situation for Memphis fans, I think. We have never seen a team spiral out of the sky, completely implode like this team. Rice doesn't offer NIL money. Actually enforces academic standards. Lost to Houston, 75-39. to 75-39. to 248 in the net, one win in conference before last night. It's not a good basketball team. And this was the fourth straight loss after a week of Camp Penny, then another loss to UAB, and now shaking up the lineup, and you see that. That first half... Have you ever, from a Memphis team, Jeffrey, that was supposed to be good, have you ever seen anything like it? So I was trying to think about that. Like, I don't want to sit there and say 1,000% no, but I do know this. When I was watching the first half, it's the first time this year I go, maybe they just are bad. You know what I mean? Like when you well, were, they're, they're not. They're, they aren't. I mean, they are bad. They're, they're a bad they team. They, I were, it was distinctly. Maybe they're just a bad team. It doesn't mean they have bad players. 
But they are a bad team. But, but they have become a bad team, clearly. They're a, a dysfunctional mess of a team. <laughs> they're a putrid team. But they're also a team that beat Clemson and beat Virginia and a team that, you know, beat Texas A&M. Like, they're not – they were, at that point, a good team. And except for Caleb Mills, they are the same team. Jaden Hardaway, last night. By the way, how many dollars do I owe you? You're two. starting. I only up. got two. I got two. You had, in fairness, that was not a fairness. lineup. I don't think. I don't think you would have been if you were somebody that would have gotten all five. You had inside information. Uh, yeah, no, no, you could not. There was no way. <laughs> I heard John. Someone sent me a uh, audio of John somewhere in the internet that I don't go to. Spaces, maybe? Spaces still exist? So Twitter spaces are still out there, yes. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I, I don't know if we call them X spaces. spaces. I feel like night. X spaces might, you know. He said of all the things he did not expect, he did not expect Penny Hardaway starting a Division Two player at point guard. <laughs> and there was no way you would have called that. That Jonathan P. And it clearly would have come out. I could You could have said David Jones and Quinterly are coming out to make a statement. I could have imagined that. But that Jonathan, the, 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 the big change he would make was Quinterly sits and Jonathan freaking Pierre starts. It was, um, you know, it was, and, and, and I, I don't know. It, it, You'll it, never it, guess I, how it went. You'll never, you will never guess how it went. A single point was uh, was produced as a result of this sterling I think starting there were four straight possessions lineup. where they didn't get a shot. Just it turnover, turnover, absolutely turnover. Absolutely putrid. And it couldn't be clearer that the team, it was interesting because afterwards there were all kinds of things, you know, all kinds of things that were said. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, uh, Quinterly did talk. He said there's no disconnect between us and the coach. Um, we drop the ball as players. Um, Penny said there seems to be a huge disconnect with this group now. Then he said, and I know this is going to shock you, I can't put my finger on it. Um, he also said that, um, that the team hasn't been the same um, since Tomlin joined. Which was an interesting thing for him to sort of yeah. say. He said he's a good player, but the team has not been the same since Tomlin joined the team. So that was sort of an interesting thing, I thought, for him to say. But it's very clear the problem on this team is not talent. Maybe defensive talent, you know, rebounding is a talent. But the problem on this team is complete dysfunction because they were talented enough to beat Texas A&M. They were talented enough to beat Clemson. They were talented enough to beat Virginia. So the problem isn't talent. The problem is, as, and this may have been an exaggeration, the players hate each other. Penny hates the players and the fans hate the team. <laughs> like it's, like it's, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it is really something. And it's something I literally have never seen from a Memphis team, which is total psychological implosion. Um, and, and so you cannot under, I mean, they're clearly out of the tournament now. And they're they almost, you know, I, 
God bless them if they can write this ship. God bless them if they can write this ship. We do agree we're not overreacting now, right, Jeffrey? This is like a legit crisis. This is oh, a legit no, hand crisis. up. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. You know, I'm hand up. I said they were going to win last night. I said tonight we're going to be taking happy calls. You know, you want to you want to believe the best. But I don't see how this team, unless they can, no, I, I don't see how this team makes the tournament. I don't see how this team makes the tournament because I don't see how they, they beat North Texas and I don't see how they beat Charlotte and I don't see how they beat Florida Atlantic and I don't see how they – I certainly don't see how they can string together enough good games to win the tournament. Maybe. I mean, we, maybe we could be talking could, about they might have to play day one. Day. They're going to day one. Right now they would very – they're seventh. They're seventh. They're seventh in the conference. Total disaster. I mean, that was a total disaster. It was in that way because they are a talented team. Again, I've seen bad losses. So I'm not saying it's the worst loss. In, but it's the most embarrassing loss. It's the most embarrassing loss I think I've ever covered for the Memphis program because of the context, because of what they were six weeks ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, because of how talented they are, because it came after three other losses. And because... I mean, it was obvious to say they don't deserve to wear the Memphis State jerseys, right, whatever, but they they were a disgrace. That was a disgraceful effort by the coaching staff, by the players, by everyone involved. Disgraceful. So the next question then is, um, you know, so, some someone said to me on Twitter, isn't it time to blame Penny? And I mean, I, I don't know what is confusing about this. We have said all along, the coach is completely responsible in college basketball. The coach recruits the players, and the coach coaches the players. And so, of course you blame plenty. Who else would you? Je- Jeffrey, who else would you blame? Who else uh, could uh, one uh, possibly blame? I mean, to me, it's like, look at how they started the game. Did that team look like they were ready to play? Well, and I, 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 I don't like big picture. Of course, you blame Penny. It's all on him. It's, it's his, his program. It's his job. It's his program. It's not his first year. This is his work product. What you saw last night is Penny's. One hundred percent. I'm not responsible for any of it. Um, you're not responsible. None of the fans are responsible for any of it. Penny is responsible. And by the way, when they were winning games, also responsible for it. Yes. 100%. There's, there's, there's literally nobody else who's responsible for it. But at a micro level, like, okay, so how? Like, how, what, what is he doing wrong? I just don't see. I, I do think that one of the things that is happening in these games is you come out, starting Jonathan Pierre, it was so crazy. And here's what it does. And then playing 10 players before, you know, Five, eight, ten minutes go by, and it would have been 11 if Jaden was available. You're stumping people out like mad, and you're wondering why there's no continuity? Like, and what you do then is you give the opposition, and this consistently happens, confidence. Oh, we can win this game. And, and it doesn't, we're, we're at FedEx Forman. You take the crowd out of it. Like, Penny coached that loss last night. They had no idea what they're doing. They're looking at each other. Here's the truth. I think they were trying last night. 
Yeah, so I was I was they, watching. They didn't know Qu- how to try. Yeah, what? So I was watching Quinterly at the end, and he did. He made a point, and I agreed with him. Unlike the last the last game in particular, UAB. He's like, I did think we fought, and I did agree with him. I thought they fought. With that said, there was also a lot of like I felt like early in the game. They were doing like a lot of like we're gonna run hard to show that like we're trying. Like it, it felt like it was a lot of manufactured enthusiasm, and it's like that's not really defense. Like it, it just, I just keep coming back to this team has absolutely zero identity. I don't know what they, you know what I mean? Like, right? They just they don't have an identity. We haven't seen this with a penny team. Like you can, but I mean, to me, it's all like it's all understandable because you know if you're going to do it the way Penny does, which is unorthodox, playing this many guys is unorthodox. The only time we see teams play this many guys is if you're coaching, honestly, like at a place like Rice where you don't have good players, so you just play them all and you press right. the whole game. Or you yeah. press like crazy. If you just press like crazy, then yeah. otherwise. Why would there be, like, the job you would think would be to play all these players during practice to figure out who, the, like, like I, everyone would say, like, Penny's just trying something, seeing which combinations work. That's what you do in practice. You decide which combinations work, then you play those players. You don't say, huh, wonder if Jonathan Pierre in this group is going to work. It's just nuts. And then it's, a t- like, I, I almost... I was disgusted watching it unfold in the first half. I almost felt sorry for the like they didn't know what to do. They looked lost. You know? Every that was the other thing. Everyone lost. Everyone yeah, looked lost. lost. And on, they were clearly like at this point they're clearly you know, they're in their heads. They're and here's the point. Penny said, and I, I just think it's embarrassing that he says things like this over and over again. We're being taught the right stuff, but we're not doing it. Well, two things are happening there. One, he's absolving himself. And two, he's blaming the players. How, who, what coach does that? Well, I've told you, the only other time I've been around this is Hugh Freeze. Hugh, you know, had a really good plan. Had a really good plan. It, I, if I showed you the plays, they, they were touchdown plays. I, I called touchdown play. Like, that's the only other person I've ever covered <laughs> That does this kind of stuff. Then he said, I'm really close to the players. But then he said, well, that's, that's, that's interesting. He said, they text my phone all the time. Yeah, that's, that, that struck me as a Hugh Freeze thing. He, you know, Hugh used to have his line. Just, it, don't, let me don't, say this. Yeah. To stop taking the blame for the games, but it's my job to do that. So, you aren't taking the blame. You're blaming your players. By the way, who you handpicked and recruited every single one of them. Like, you handpicked all of these players – you coach the players. You put them in position. You tell them what to do. If it fails, it's not. And, and you don't get to come out. And here's here's the other thing: a good teacher or a good coach. It's not about what you put on the blackboard. It's about your ability to get your students to absorb what you're putting on the blackboard. It's not what you tell people in practice. It's you. It's what. It's about whether you are able to mold a team into a team, a group of – here's what coaching is. It's taking a collection of players 
and molding them into their best selves, bringing out the best in them, creating the best team. That is the job of a coach, the job of the GM. Now, basketball coaches in college are both. They go get the players, but then once you have those players, it's like, okay. You know what they say about, was a bear? He could take yours and beat his and his and beat yours, like whatever. It is to, to take the, the, the – Not unless he's whatever, playing USC. Whatever, whatever you have, the raw material that you have, and get the best out of it. Can anyone say that Penny Hardaway is getting the best out of this group of players over the last four games? Not Honestly, can you argue that, he, that that first half, could you possibly get worse out of this group of players? No, because the other thing that struck me about last night, like, for instance, I, I was... I was mentioning this. Uh, I was mentioning this. I, I did Neil's show. The previous three losses, while like they're not good losses, they were at least explainable. The USF game, they build a huge lead. They let go of the rope. USF gets hot in the second half, and they get caught. They get caught napping, and by the time it was time to push the pedal, they couldn't That's do fine. it, and, then, and, then, and they no. lose a close game. And then game. they win, and then they win two more, and then they lose two more on the road in different right. difficult circumstances. But, last but here's, night, that's why I think you thought it was an overreaction because they the losses themselves were explainable, but the way that it was unfolding was clearly dysfunctional. Like it was the way that it was unfolding was yeah, you could lose those games, you could imagine losing those games, but you couldn't. You couldn't play the way they were playing, you know? Like, it was, I, I just, from the start of the season, listen, I was as carried away with this team as a possible Final Four team once they got in the top ten as anybody. But we have been talking about whether this team likes each other. And, the chem- honestly, in the summer, you're like, the only thing that could derail this team is, you know, what's it like to throw this many players together, right? And then we start to see it play out, and you see David Jones, you know, being what David Jones is. This team has no assist. team didn't have an assist. This team did not have an assist until about five minutes remained in the first half. I mean, it's just... Well, there was another another comment from Javon that really... that I took note of. Okay. They keep doing the whole, we're close, we're close. You know, like, know, we hang out, we like each other. They they are really hammering that. And then when we hit the court, it goes away, is what he said, yeah. Yeah, he's he's like, we can't... He's like, when... If you if you get on somebody on the court, you got to understand that like we're he called it. He goes, you got to be able to take criticism. He's like constructive criticism. Like basically, what he's saying is like, you know, if you if you're not where you're supposed to be, and I'm I'm snapping, you got to get where you're supposed to be. Like you can't just freak out. And that he said we're not good at constructive criticism. He said we're not good at take. But you think he meant his teammates aren't good at constructive criticism? I'm talking about like yes, I I think it's I. I'm not even taking this from when Penny criticizes. I'm taking it like if a player, you know, if you're not where you're supposed to be, you know, sometimes a guy will clap yeah. his hands and like point, and then it joke. creates like a freak out. And, and instead they roll. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to take calls on this in just a minute. All right. I do want to say one other thing, though, because then we're going to get to the, and you've seen all a lot of it, fire Penny, right? You know, there's very clear. Uh, the, this, is, this is one of those losses that has now, you had heard some of that, honestly, at the last loss. Um, I mean, we had someone who called in, said, you know, Penny should have been fired two years ago, whatever. And I was, correctly, I was able to identify that person Sniff pretty that one out. as a non, non-Memphis fan. Um, 
the guy's been to two straight NCAA tournaments. That's not like the greatest thing in the world. It's not like what he promised or wanted, but he's been to two straight NCAA tournaments. It's not like the program has been a disaster over the last several years at all. Won a conference tournament last year. It's been a totally respectable, good program, actually. Um, this year is turning into a disaster. Um, I don't know how much clearer I could say this. Penny is not going to be fired. Right, right. It's like, yeah, I try well, to, this it's year. It's not even on I the table. To, I try to, that's what I'm saying. I, I try to live in the world of reality. Just like, so for example, some people say, Robert Parrish should build his own booth, should fix it. That's, that's, I, I live in the world of reality. Penny Hardaway, I'm not saying he could never be fired. At some point, whatever, at some point, if year, bad year after bad year after bad year, they would part ways with Penny Hardaway. But he's not going to be fired this year. Um, he's just not. Now, is it possible that Penny would walk away at some point? Would say, I don't like this world, I'm sick of it, whatever else? You could imagine that. I actually wouldn't predict that either because he's a very prideful guy. And he, he said he would do something and try to accomplish something at Memphis. So I don't believe that's likely. Um, we can, you can call in when we take calls and you can say that you think Penny should be fired. That's fine. I, I don't mind you saying it. As long as you understand that he won't be fired. And so, um, and honestly, if I were the AD, even if, if I were the AD and he were, and he were Tom Jones, right? And he yeah. were not Penny Hardaway. I mean, in the end, it, you would look at, you'd know about what was going on in the program. And so you'd know, or hopefully, and so you would know who to, you know, was this just a horrible year or whatever else. But typically, typically, an AD would not fire a coach who just went to two NCAA tournaments um, that had not been to a tournament for years before he got the job, that just went to two NCAA tournaments and then had a really awful year, a year of implosion. they say, oh, that was an awful year. Let's, let's hope that it works out. Now, we will have those discussions at the end of this year if this year goes this way. If this year goes this way, we will start to really wonder out loud about where the Penny Hardaway and you can wonder about it now, where the Penny Hardaway um, era is going. Um, you know, I, I, it's the, the question that I asked way back when, after a similar losing streak, with not this, not this quality team, but a similar losing streak, I asked Penny, got a lot of grief for it, have you ever lost faith that you can get this done? That was the question. And I think a lot of people right now, Memphis fans, are asking themselves if they have lost faith that Penny can get this done. And I think... Because of these most recent losses, a lot of people, in fact, have lost faith that Penny can get this done. Because here's the truth. If this is what your NIL money buys, if I'm a rich booster supplying money to the NIL, right, and, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, screw you. I'm not giving the nut. What? I want to I pay Javon Quinterly and David Jones so they can embarrass. Like, like that's, this is what I'm, this is what I'm paying. No, thanks. I think it actually may, it's not just that this year is turning out to be a hideous year. It's, and again, who knows, maybe he can write it, but it's that I think it makes it harder to rebound next year. Oh, that's well, always that the hardest. That's always the hardest part. Now, I would say oftentimes, like when you, as a coach, when you kind of lose the faith, it's really tough to get it back. 
Penny is in a unique spot that if totally just if there's totally just a glimmer, he's Penny he's, if yeah. there's a glimmer of hope, everybody will be right back on board. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and by the way, he earned that. He earned that with his like he, he, people can just decide to treat Penny differently. He is treated differently because he has been, you know, because he was a sensational he is player. He was, he's treated differently because he is different. He is because he is different. Yeah, like it's not not some favor that he gets better treatment than the average coach in this situation would. It's um, it's because he's Penny Hardaway. He, as you point out, he's treated differently because he is different. All right, Jeffrey, what is the phone number that people can call? Jeff, 901 445-0929. 445-0929, 445-0929. Before then, I will tell you, we've been waiting for this all week. Uh, 92.9 FM ESPN has teamed up with Robert Irwin Jewelers to take this Valentine's Day to a new level you could win a $5,000 gift certificate to use at Robert Irwin Jewelers. How do you do it? You do it by celebrating someone you love. Writing a, a love letter, really, um, and uploading it over on the website, which I'll give you here in a minute. A, a tribute. It can be audio. Uh, it can be video. Uh, it, and, and you explain why you want this $5,000 uh, gift certificate. Um, does your wife uh, cheer with you, cheer on the Grizzlies with you every game? Does your husband include you when making his picks for the week? What, 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 what would the, those were suggestions in the copy. Whatever it is, why do you love the person you love? Submit your love letter now. Here's what you do. You go to 929fmespn.com. Now through February 11th, you'll see how it works. Go to 929 fmespn.com. Upload your love letter, and uh, if you win, you will win a $5,000 gift, gift certificate to use at Robert Irwin Jewelers. All right, we're going to take a break. Jeffy, what's the number again? 901 445-0929. 445-0929. We'll take your calls on, uh, on what you witnessed last night. What did you see? By the way, what did you see? Uh, we'll do that while we return. Jeff Cockett, here, 92. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 92.9 FM ESPN and Robert Irwin Jewelers are spreading the Memphis love with a $5,000 gift card to R.I. Jewelers for Valentine's. 92.9 FM ESPN R.I. Jewelers Valentine's Love Notes. Want to get engaged? Time to put a ring on your personal cheerleader? Here's what to do. Submit your recorded love note to that special someone at 92.9 ESPN.com and you could win the $5,000 Robert Irwin Jewelers gift card for Valentine's. My Valentine. Like to sparkle at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt! Yeah! Hey, Danny, what does every woman want for Valentine's Day? Diamonds from Robert Irwin Jewelers, candy, and roses. What does every guy want? You know what we want. <laughs> but first, you got to get all three at Robert Irwin Jewelers. All three at Robert Irwin Jewelers? Spend $99 or more, and you're going to get free roses and free chocolates while supplies last. The romance is up to you. <laughs> oh, Howie. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers, five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Hi, folks. The Chevy Sheriff with good news for car and truck buyers. The Sunrise Chevy Ranch has acres of new Chevys and GM certified in stock and ready for immediate delivery. A $6 million used car inventory with cars and trucks for every budget and a lot specializing in cars and trucks under $99.95. If you've been turned down by another dealer, see us at Sunrise. We specialize in secondary financing. And Sunrise is the home of guaranteed credit approval. Immediate financing available. Cars and trucks may not be free, but at least they're affordable at Sunrise. Find new roads to the Sunrise Chevy Ranch, 385 in Houston, Levy, and It's 2024. We know all about trends and the cult-like following they have online. But unlike all those trends that come and go, Mountain Dew Baja Blast has been enjoyed by fans since its introduction way back in 2004 and has remained a fan favorite. The longevity of Baja Blast has crossed generations with its ocean-like color and tropical lime flavor that keeps fans coming back for more. It's bold and refreshing, and don't you think that's worth celebrating? We sure do. That's why we're finally giving the people what they want. Baja Blast in stores everywhere. That's right. Baja Blast is now in stores all year long. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. So what are you waiting for? Pick up some Baja Blast today at a store near you. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615-24. Void where prohibited. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski, you remember this, wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now, back. He's back. Kick of Destiny 2. And this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. I'm going miss. 
Uh, get your free pick in now, and if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. That's right. $10 million in bonus bets. You choose to be on Team Make or Team Miss. All you have to do is go to FanDuel, fanduel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, if you haven't signed up already, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, to win your share of $10 million in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older, present Tennessee, no purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issue is not controllable. Bonus bets expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline, one 800 One of the most influential metal bands of all time. For the fans, for the brothers, for legacy. Pantera. Saturday, February 10th, FedEx Forum. With special guest, Lamb of God. On sale now at LiveNation.com. Pantera. Live in concert. Where are my basketball fans at? Welcome to Fandom 101. The madness is upon us. When the biggest ballers in the land take the court, we need you loud, proud, and live cheering them on. The NCAA Division I men's basketball first and second rounds, March 22nd and 24th in Memphis. Attendance is encouraged. Passion is mandatory. Buy your seats today at NCAA.com slash tickets. Class dismissed. Okay, three more climbers, seven loggers. Plus... Ted's sustainably sourced logging company is growing a new branch. What about truck driver contracts? Which means a new HR manager will be the first hire to fall. Uh, then we'll need to staff up the warehouse. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. It all comes down to this. Super Bowl 58. Listen live from Westwood One on the free Odyssey app. The Kansas City Chiefs. Takes the snap. Darts a pass. side caught by Kelsey. Wrapped to the ground at the 12. And the San Francisco 49ers. With a comeback for the ages. The 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl. Wherever you are next Sunday, stream Super Bowl 58 with Westwood One on the free Odyssey app. Download it today and search Super Bowl. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone line. Make your Valentine feel special at Frame Corner with 60% off ready-made frames for Valentine's Day. For all your sports memorabilia, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios. Now on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah, we're getting you off that for Valentine's Day. Uh, between Robert and Jewelers, uh, the frame corner, and uh, by the way, the Majestic Grill. I, I've told you that Majestic Grill recently picked the number one place to have a rehearsal dinner in Memphis. Also a great place to have a date that could lead to a rehearsal dinner 
in Memphis. Or if you've been married and you're celebrating the fact that you've been married, it's a beautiful restaurant. It's historic. It's right downtown. Whether you're heading to a show or just heading out for a beautiful night out on your own, the Majestic Grill would be a spectacular place to go. 145 South Main, 145 South Main. As I've said before, they sort of have something for everybody. they got an incredible burger. Honestly, you could just drop by the burger, by the bar and get a burger. they got hand-cut steaks. Um, they've got delicious seafood. Um, a brunch that, uh, one of the best brunches in town, honestly. It is the Majestic Grill, 145 South Main. All right, we're taking your calls. Uh, 445-0929, 445-0929. If you want to tell us what you saw last night, if you have a solution, whatever it is, uh, is on your mind. This is a public service that we try to offer on uh, the Jeff Gawkins show. Um, if you want to chime in on what ails the Tigers um, and what you witnessed. Jeffrey, do we have people who wish to weigh in, or is everyone basically just shut down emotionally? We are loaded up, Jeff, and we start with Joe in East Memphis. Joe, you're on. Hey, what's going on, Jeff? I'm okay, Joe. How are you? Uh, I guess I'm okay, too. Um, you know, last night I was watching this game, and, you know, I, I'm trying to be like everybody else, try to figure this team out. Um, you know, a lot of things you said earlier, which is correct about Penny's coaching. But to me, I think the, the problem on this team is David Jones. I, you know, this guy, he he's all concerned to me about his stats. Uh, he's a black hole, man. Once the ball goes into him, He's a total black hole. Actually, I have wondered out loud. I have wondered to myself. It's you know, he's leading scorer, leading rebounder, whatever else. And but I have wondered to myself if this whole team had existed and been convened without David Jones, would they be better as a team? And I think they might well be because then then they would have to play as a team. I I I would find it hard as a teammate not to resent David Jones. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I would too. But, I mean, the guy doesn't play any defense. I mean, right. there's a lot of things that he brings to the table that he takes off the table too. So, I mean. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, when you're, you want your best player to be your leader in all things. And, and again, I don't mean to be like throwing individual players under the bus. We, we are trying to figure out what the hell has gone so badly wrong. And I think, I don't think everybody signed up for, you know, for this version of things. Um, who's next? Jeff, we got a Jason in Raleigh. Jason, you're on. Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Huh? We've been better. How about you? Uh, doing good, doing good, making it right. Just been listening this morning. And, you know, just as far as from coach's point of view, I think, Probably won't find a coach that we know cares about winning at Memphis more than Penny Hardaway. And one of the things right now I think is just we got a team full of guys that are fifth-year seniors, and the highs have been high, and the lows may be a little lower when we start to see possibly why guys were available. And right now, I I think think all that's true. I think right. I think right. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, right now, even piggybacking off the last guy that called, starting with David Jones kind of becoming the leading scorer and the alpha, I'd say the thing to do now is possibly to challenge him to stop his man instead of trying to outscore him. 
and see if that even causes a trickle-down effect. Maybe defensively he's so spent he can't be the black hole on offense. Maybe he has to make the extra pass, but it seems to be more of an outscore the other guy mentality that we get guys that maybe average eight, nine points from the other team. Now that he may have, David Jones may have 25, 26, and not to pick on him, but the other guy may end up with 24, 25. Right. And so the balance is now, you know, it kind of negates the offense, which now magnifies the ball stoppage, magnifies the lack of defense. You may get a lethargic team that's trying to play hard but still having to deal with that. And, you know, just from a coach's standpoint, trying to get everything done in one year with all the moving parts, injuries, you know, it's a real delicate situation. You're dealing with older guys that are – while they're experienced, they're also setting their ways. I, I agree with all that. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. I, I do think the first point he made was particularly. I mean, no one cares about winning at Memphis more than Penny Hardaway. He didn't have to take this job. All of that. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. It doesn't, in the end, when things are going sour, absolve him from his role in this, which is all of these players who may be whatever, if we're finding fault in the players, they may be selfish, they may be ball stoppers, they may not be team guys, they may not. He picked them all. Like, he picked every single one of them. And so that's why, in the end, the buck stops there. Um, And I do think it's more difficult now, but there are teams winning with transfers. It's just not this team right now winning with transfers. Uh, Who's next, Jeffrey? Jeff, we go to Daniel in Memphis. Daniel, you're on. Hey, Daniel. Hello. Oh, thought we had Daniel, but I guess we do not. Daniel. Okay. No, Daniel. Four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. Daniel uh, has left the door. Jeff, we go to our friend Dennis in Whitehaven. Dennis, you're on. Hey, good morning, guys. Look, uh, both of you guys. I know you, Jeff. Uh, you're getting married, and Jeff, I know you're married. Man, I was out on the anniversary last night with my wife at the moon dance, and I had and I had my phone on the table, so you know. Uh, shout out to my wife for letting me do that. But, man, I mean, it means that much to me to watch this. And, and it hurts me, but, Jeff, I like how you brought it back around, man. You know, my, my point more so for these guys that on the fire penny thing. You said it perfectly. You know, you know, he's not going to get fired, man. And, and I just like to know where all his energy is at because he has proven that he can win. I mean, you cannot look at some of these games. We beat Houston twice, man. We win back-to-back NCAA championships. I just – I think this team is, like I said before, where you get into it with the portal. Yeah, he recruited the players, but did you know that these type of things are going to happen because you don't watch them like you will watch, you know, high school players over the course of their careers? I just think, man, you got a lot of internal stuff going on. I mean, he didn't go over 13 last night. It wasn't been. I wasn't Penny. I wasn't Penny. I mean, he going out there and telling them turn the ball over ten times, you know, in a row. I mean, the IQ of some of these guys, man. I mean, you throwing the ball five feet high into the front, the press row. I mean, I'm not saying he's. I don't like that, everything. That was, that, he does. Was something I mean, else. that was something else. So there were a couple of plays last night. The pass into the into the five feet into the stands. Uh, I don't want to correct it, Dennis. That was like third row. That was not even like that went. Yeah, I mean, that sailed over the how bench. How about Malco with the reverse <laughs> dunk the at a moment? Like, come on, man! Like, uh, seriously, what? That's what I'm saying, man. And I know y'all got to get the other call, so I'm gonna finish it up. 
I mean, and like I said, I hate the hockey change lineups he does. I mean, but I think, like the other caller said, man, he's the guy for the job, man. Let's just be patient. It sucks. Like I said, man, I was on my anniversary. I'm looking at the phone. So I feel everybody. But let's just, let's just ride it out, man. So, hey, appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. 445-0929. It's dedication on his anniversary. Uh, 445-0929. Uh, do we have more, Jeff? Jeff, we got two more. Let's go to Raymond okay. in Millington. Raymond, you're on. Hey, Raymond. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to try to be quick. I got three points. The turnovers got to stop. You would think from a more experienced team than this, we wouldn't have the turnovers. The one cornerly threw over his head was just atrocious. Number two, the uh, the defense. We don't have an identity. You would think that uh, another experienced team, we would generate Offense by the defense. There was no defense last night. And the third thing is the chemistry. Jeffrey, you brought up this earlier in the show about the uh, the guys can't take constructive criticism. I've watched it over games, and I was standing in front of the band last night, and I watched it with my own eyes. Walton pulled Quinley to him, and he kept trying to, like, walk off. They can't even talk to each other on the court to, like, hey, you need to be here, you need to be there. I've seen it so many times, man. The chemistry sucks. If you can't even talk to each other on the court, that's a problem, and, and that's got to be addressed because I think that's the biggest issue. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's interesting to watch the body language of this team um, on the court. Like, uh, quite apart from the way that they play, the body language of the team tells you so much about this team. All right, we have one more, Jeffrey? Uh, we got three more. We got two more that called oh. in, so we'll, we'll, right, we'll wrap okay. up with these three. Right. Tevin in Memphis. Tevin is on. Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I really enjoyed the show. Um, I think definitely Penny is the man for the job. He has a heart for the team. Six years in, he's still learning as a coach uh, and definitely making mistakes. But I think one thing that uh, we did as a city, Penny as a coach, uh, we we built up the non-conference. Like, man, this is – so our attitude toward the non-conference was, hey, man, we got to beat these teams. It's our toughest stretch. And it was easy to get the guys up for those type of games, even with their defensive flaws defensive weaknesses. It's much more challenging to get them up, or it has been. I don't think it's going to be in the future, but it has been much more challenging getting them up for teams that we thought were inferior. I mean, no one thought, we thought when Houston left, man, this is our league, the only team we got to beat is FAU. Well, we're, we're finding out, you know, that those teams are wanting to beat us, and at the same time, they're they're, they're showing up our defensive weaknesses. And so I think a little mixing up of the defense, we, we might can't run man-to-man like we've been running. These guys don't have it. But maybe some zone, throw in some zone. But at the same time, shortening that rotation will help as well so that these guys who have not played with each other, you know, we, we don't have the luxury of having a team that has played two or three years. We had Lester, we had a Landers and all that. These guys are learning on the fly each other's tendencies. And if you're throwing in the 11th player then. 10th player, man, they can't get any consistency, not on offense or defense. But I think we'll turn it around. I think the message has been received. We're not better than those teams right now if we continue to play like we play. And and, and I believe Penny will help, you know, as long as the players get this thing turned around. All right, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Who's next, Jeffrey? Jeff, we got a Scott in Memphis. Scott, you're on. Hi, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, the rhetorical and you know ethical issue of blaming players aside, there's also just a practical problem there, right? Like, it obviously does not help with morale, right? right. That's, that's clear. And so, you know, when he's talking about, you know, nobody's taking leadership, we're watching the coach consistently in press conferences decline leadership. 
And what's interesting, what's frustrating is when I watch these press conferences and, and I see the, the or it, I, it seems as though the impact is a negative one, you know, I'm watching a coach say he doesn't know what the problem is while he's actually performing part of the problem. He is literally doing what he says he doesn't know. And that is incredibly frustrating. So, um, oh, and one other thing, he says he's really close to his players, right? He was asked the question about a possible disconnect. Yeah. How close can he be to his players if he can't put his finger on what it is that's going on, social media or whatever, right? But anyway, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Scott makes a lot of good points. Um, I think the press conferences are a problem. Um, he, he consistently... I mean, he'll say, but last night he said, uh, it's really on the players to fix this. You know, it's really on the players. Eh, it's a, a player-led thing. No. <laughs> With all due respect, no. They, it, it, is a, it is a job of the coach when it is this dysfunctional to figure out why it's dysfunctional and to address it. That is, in fact, the job description. Uh, last call. Jeff, let's wrap up with James in Memphis. James, you're on. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my college to you guys every morning. Question I have. Been a Memphis fan my whole life. I'm 43 years old. Remember going, watching games, getting out of elementary school here in Memphis just to watch games. The question I have for you guys, do you think it's just a continuity issue? Um, you know, you're throwing five or six, seven transfers together. When things get tough, when teams that do well, they've been playing together two, three years. So do you think it's just more of a continuity issue when things get tough? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I mean, listen, first of all, I, I just want to say, I was telling some this podcast that I did yesterday, uh, I was asked about a lot of this stuff. And to be clear, it is a lot more fun, Jeffrey. I saw you were bemoaning the fact that you have all this radio today to talk about a loss. Mm-hmm. It is a lot more fun to talk about wins. This is more fun teams talk about when they were 10th in the country than it is right now. And honestly, like we could take these calls right now about what a crisis it is and whatnot. But if they keep losing like this, it's not going to be a crisis anymore. It's just going to be the year, you know. Like it's not going. Like, there were games, and we talked about this before under Tubby, where you wouldn't even know they were playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tigers are playing. Today. Oh, how about that? So, so we're not there. We are not there yet. Um, and but I I don't enjoy this. Like I was in pain watching that thing last night. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my god. I can't believe I'm going to have to talk about a loss tomorrow. Claire was in the car with me to vouch for that. Like, it was like, I was like, oh my God. I, no, not again. And um, if you're asking me what I think the problem This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.